This is Vernon Jacobs, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. Eglon represents stress and insomnia. People can't sleep because of what the enemy has brought into their life. Eglon. Eglon. Somebody say Eglon. Eglon represents social rejection and rejection that you feel that produces an insecurity in your spirit. You are insecure and you don't even know that you are insecure. Eglon. Somebody say Eglon. Eglon represents the enemy surrounding you in, in your thoughts, in an agenda, in your mind, so much so that you become suicidal in your thoughts. Yes, you just want to end it all because you see no victory at the end of the day. Eglon, Eglon represents sickness that uh, the enemy tells you you're not going to recover from it. I want you to know that God said, I am the God that healed thee. He said, I sent my word and I healed your diseases. I'm getting ready to tell you that you will not have faith for a matter that you don't believe God for. But when you start to believe God for that matter, then you start to increase in faith. The reason why you suffer in one region of your life or one area, because faith has not crystallized in your life for that aspect. You know about prosperity and you know about poverty, but nobody taught you that he's the God that heals you. And that's why faith has not stayed up in your heart so that you can believe God. You can trust God for your prosperity because there's so much of teaching that's gone around with prosperity, but we have not nailed it to the ground that he's the God that healeth thee. Eglon, Eglon represents sickness. Eglon represents tragedies. Eglon represents rivalry and dissension. The things that you and your brothers are fighting about. Uh, sibling rivalry. The things that have your, your family is so, so, so much in contention that you can't go for the same functions. Eglon, you're surrounded by the king of Eglon. Eglon represents fear and torment. Eglon, Eglon. We're going to be delivered this morning from all the things that the enemy has held you captive. I'm going to take a, a few minutes and you need to stay alert because uh, this is going to uh, bring deliverance if you don't have it uh, uh, in your spirit or you're not going through Eglon. I tell you what, sometimes uh, you'll have peace and then suddenly Eglon gets the king of Eglon gathered the Amalekites and he'll gather some people and they'll come around you and suddenly you feel that you are are surrounded. Sing of worship. One more. Oh, the weight of His glory. Oh, the wonder of His grace. The power of salvation. Before we come to that word, I want you to trust God that He's going to deliver you. Deliver from me from evil. Make that your prayer this morning. Deliver me from evil as you worship God this morning. If you're heavy in spirit, that's the reason you should sing. If you're surrounded by Eglon this morning, that's the reason you should sing. Don't let the devil stifle you. Don't let the circumstances of heat keep you down. Yeah, build up a sweat this morning. Just worshiping him. When his love took me captive and my sin was washed away. your hands and say, oh my soul.
devil nervous announce in the spirit realm I'm coming I'm coming I'm coming yes Radagabo you're standing on a realm this morning bring the spirit of God towards you let the energy of the Holy Ghost descend upon you this morning in Jesus name father give us a heart of understanding this morning cause our years to year in the realm of the spirit somewhere between leaving my mouth and reaching the earlobes of God's people let the word be arrested oh God let it be changed from a general logos word into a specific rhema word I vow to give you all the praise the glory and the honor for what you're about to do in Jesus name and everybody said amen somebody announced my title in the atmosphere I'm delivered from Eglon yeah, make the devil nervous. Say, Eglon has no hold upon me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I want you to say that this morning. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. One more time. Say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm going to show you this morning that Israel had no peace under a leader for 18 years. But when Eglon was destroyed, God gave them peace for 80 years. Your good days are about to outnumber your bad days. In case you fall asleep uh, for the rest of the message, I want you to tell you this morning that God tells me that in 2024, that if you trust Him hard enough, uh, if you trust Him long enough, uh, if you wait on Him, uh, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, uh, He shall renew their strength. Uh, is there anybody waiting on the Lord this morning? Uh, they that wait upon the Lord. <clears throat> I know you're going through something in 2023, but you're waiting on the Lord for 2024. For they that wait upon the Lord, uh, they shall renew their strength. Uh, they will run and not grow weary. You are going to run and you are not going to grow weary. For 18 years, the enemy persecuted them. And then God gave them victory and they lived for 80 years. Your good years are going to outnumber your bad years. I don't know who I need to decree that to. I want you to speak to your situation and tell them my good days are ahead of me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't be afraid to say something. The Bible says, let the redeemed say it. Don't worry about who looks. They're not going through what you're going through. Yes, if you shout it long enough, if you say it long enough, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I like you brought your praise, but how about your decrees this morning? Make the devil nervous. Tell the devil my good days are ahead of me. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Oh, ye Eglon, be ye lifted up. Let the gates be lifted up. The gates of Eglon, the gates of suffering, the gates of sickness, the gates of depression, the gate of disappointment, the gate of social injustice, be ye lifted up. Yes, my depression breaks this morning. Yes, my condition breaks this morning. Yes, it breaks, it breaks, it breaks. Does anybody know how to be radical in this place this morning? Yes. The trouble is because you were too silent when the enemy was afflicting you. I'll show you that you need a he-hood. Somebody say he-hood. E-H-U-D Ehud and God raised the governor and God raised the man called Ehud to go against Eglon. Yes today God is going to raise a Ehud in your life. It's not by power. It's not by might but by my spirit saith the Lord and he says that he sent me to tell you as he gave Ehud to the Israelites he said, I gave you not a power of timidity, of limitation, but I have given you, I have given you, I have given you a spirit of a sound mind. I've given you a spirit, I've given you a spirit, I've given you a spirit, I've given you a spirit. Yes, because you've not lifted the gate to receive the spirit. That's why you can stand there and not know all about him. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and what he's done for me, my very 
and cries out hallelujah is there anybody who know how to raise a hallelujah in this house I didn't come to preach you happy but I came to preach God to you yes yes I bring God into this atmosphere this morning as hot as it may be but may the fire of God rest upon your situation may the fire of God some of you don't need another word some of you don't need another message all you need is the power of God the spirit of hehood to rest upon you Sing salt for me, sing salt for me, sing salt. Yes. Mm. Let the salt of heaven fall upon you. I'm the salt of the earth. I carry the flavor of It's your God. season this morning. Season the Say it's my season. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. I carry the flavor of God. Season the earth. Come on church, lift your voice. I'm the salt. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the salt. Yes, let's do church this morning. Let's have church this morning. Let's have church this morning. I carry. I carry the flavor of God. I season the earth. I'm the salt. I'm the salt. I'm the salt. I'm the salt. I'm carrying God this morning. I'm carrying God. I'm carrying God this morning. to me I learned something this week you know all of you your heartbeat produces a rhythm and when you're outside in the street uh, your rhythm may be different from my rhythm but they say when you sing a song and everybody comes in sync with that same song your heart adjusts to the same beat so everybody's beat becomes one accord yes your heart when we start to sing the same song your heart and my heart we acclimatize and the the beat goes whereas in the street one may go but when we come in with one song that's why music music unites people now I said all of that to say this there are some of you that have your mind your body is here but your mind is not here but he says when you come in one accord when you come in one the spirit of God will move where there is unity I am the salt of the earth see I'm the salt of the earth I carry the labor of God I'm season the earth let me tell you something this morning God told me to tell you and maybe you're facing a different battle that I'm facing but inside today's story you are gonna learn that God gave the Israelites Hehud Hehud E-H-U-D <laughs> the guy is so clever man 
God didn't just give them healed. He put a strategy in him. You learn that he's a left-handed guy. And he took a sword. A sword he made of his own. He sharpened it. The colored people who understand is good. <laughs> he sharpened this, this, this metal. It became a dagger. He put it under his right thigh. And, he, and God gave him such creativity, Cheryl, that he made it a cubit. Anybody knows what a cubit is? How, how big is a cubit? Uh-huh, a cubit. I'm going to teach you this morning. A cubit is, is, if you were to measure a cubit and you want to make a knife a cubit long, you'll measure it from your, from the, from the, from your elbow, from that part, to your longest finger. Digitus medicus, meditus. Anatomy, how's that for? Digitus three, the middle finger, right? Aha. Uh-huh. Just to just tell you that I know what I'm talking about. That's why when you see fishermen, they tell you one cubit. Whenever they, any, any fish, they either use their, they use their hand, but most of them when they catch it palm size, they make it a cubit size. So, <laughs> together. so they say, it's a cubit long, that's a cubit. He made a dagger, you'll learn just now, and he put it under his right foot. He's a left-handed man. Put it under his right foot. God will give you strategy for who you are. Yes. Yes. And the left study the details of the Bible. Pastor Victor, the details. He takes it and it is, is a left, the Bible says he's a left-handed man. Left-handed means you, you, you're disabled when you're left-handed. Have you ever tried shaking hands with a left-handed man? How do, you, how do you shake hands with a left-handed man? It's hard. So left-handed to, is mostly uh, kind of you, you, you have a disability. I came to tell you this morning, no matter what your disability is, God. God is going to give you strategy. God is going to tell you how to kill Eglon. How to destroy Eglon. Eglon is a fat beast. I'm coming to something. It's a fat beast. Fat. Somebody say fat. Yeah. It's in your Bible. Sing. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. I carry the flavor of God. And season the earth. Tell your neighbor, I'm the salt, I'm the salt, I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. I carry the flavor of God. She's in the earth. Sing, you are the salt of the earth. You're the salt of the earth. You're the salt. Praise this morning and then go ahead and take your seats. Yes. Uh-huh. I hope I whet your appetite long enough for you to stay so that you're going to keep this in your spirit. Please don't lose this. I want to tell you if a word of God this morning, especially if this word is not relevant to your today, please bottle it and capture it because you are going to need it. Somebody say amen. amen. It's future dated. It's future dated. Listen to me. Some words are for your present day and some words are for your prophetic life. Prophetic, prophetic, prophetic. Yes, prophetic is God is loving you so much, loves your future that he gives you a future dated word today. Some of you that made it into this building, you may not be needing it for today, but it is a prophetic word. When you're going through struggles, uh, when Eglon and the Amalekites come to surround you, I want you to know that God, the God of Jeshurun, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, He's going to come to you and rescue you. Today's subject is all about rescue. Somebody shout rescue. Yeah. Yeah, Moses, Moses didn't need the rod in the fourth chapter, but Moses needed the rod in the 14th chapter when he had to cross the Red Sea and split the sea. He needed the rod. God gave him the rod in the fourth chapter. He didn't need it for that day, but it was prophetic. It says when he would come to the Red Sea, he would 
split the sea. Yes. Now, let me, let me tell you something this morning uh, before I even start. Uh, yeah. 2024 is going to be a change in your life. It's going to be a phase change. I prophesied this morning, I decreed. If there's no man of God in your life to speak a thing, it's going to be dead. But I tell you today that you are going to have, Kathy, a phase change. What does a phase change mean, Shanisha? Well, it's like an ice cube that's, that's solid. When warmer temperatures come, when the circumstances change, the ice cube becomes liquid. From solid, it becomes liquid. It becomes water. It's the same water, but it just changed in form and became a newer version of itself. I tell you and I prophesy to you this morning that 2024, you're going to have a phase change. Same you, but a new version of you. Same you, same you. Not a different Craig, but the same Craig, but a better version of you. It's called a phase change. Anybody want a phase change here in their life? Anybody sick and tired of being an ice cube and you want to become gas? Anybody sick and tired of being gas and you want to become liquid this morning? That's going to be you. You're going to have a phase change. Don't stress. I'm taking my clothes out in layers. Let me, I was going to, I need to get the story to you, Judges chapter 3, 11 to 30. So the best way is to read it. You pay attention. Are you okay with that? Wonderful. Verse 11 says, So the land at peace for 40 years. How many years? Until Othniel, son of Kenaz, died. Again. I want you to pay attention to that word again. I've highlighted it in yellow. I'm going to talk about it again. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And because they did this evil, the Lord gave Eglon, king of Moab, power over Israel. Getting the Ammonites and the Amalekites to join him, Eglon came and attacked Israel I rise to tell you this morning that you are so powerful that the enemy has to secure help to come against you and your God <laughs> yes I want you to underline that in your Bible this morning that I am so greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world that proves why, why would Eglon go to secure the help of the Ammonites and Amalekites if he could do it alone? He secured two more. So that's three versus one. You are great altogether with God. And I want to tell, I'm going to, I'm going to come to that this morning. Don't underestimate the power that you have in yourself. Yes, yes. Let, 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 me, let me just talk about it before I go into this. I want every member in this church to register today to vote. If you don't register to vote, you are giving your power up. And you are saying, I am just a nobody. You make a difference. In the Obama uh, vote in America, everyone counted. And it was so close. And sometimes when it comes so close, I tell you what, your one can swing the balance. I don't want you to be apathetic. The Bible says that I have given you a spirit of power. Power. I have given you a spirit of power. And I want you to exercise the power of your vote. I'm not a politician. I'm not going to tell you who to vote. But don't be counted out when it comes to be counted in. In 2024, when the elections take place, 
you are going to sit there and you are, you, they're going to tell you no. Find out today where is your voting station. Make the effort and go there. And don't tell me you can't. If my mother-in-law who is 84 years can go and stand in that queue and find out that she has to vote at Waterfall uh, Clinic and stand in the queue and register. How about you? Don't be lazy. And I want to tell you if you don't you have such a weak mindset that you've already counted yourself out instead of counting yourself in just just by having that gives you some form of power and you have no right to complain about your situation because you gave up the right to your situation and you accepted your condition now I'm bringing that politically and into spiritual don't just sit and accept things you are an individual you must do things that give you the power for I have not given you a spirit of fear says the Lord but I've given you a one of a sound mind and so this evil the Lord gave Eglon king let's say and because they did this evil the Lord gave Eglon king of Moab power over Israel getting the Ammonites and the Amalekites to join him Eglon came and attacked Israel and they took possession of the city of palms when the enemy wants to attack you is very strategic he studies you and he knows uh, which city to come palm means uh, I'm bendable but I'm not breakable a palm will bend but it will never break and when they came to the city of palms they wanted to take the strongest city the enemy knows how to attack you when it was with Moses he attacked him with anger when it was with Samson he attacked him with lust the enemy knows your weaknesses and the enemy knows your strengths and that's why he says the enemy will fashion weapons against you and he says no weapon fashioned against you no weapon designed against you let me tell you something about the devil there's many things he is not but there's one thing he is not is a fool is not a fool concerning you let me tell you something he's been here long enough he's been here through the ages you have been here only for a generation he studied your patterns I was praying last night sir and uh, your 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 nephew committed suicide our our sympathies go out to you and your family because I have a vested interest in your bloodline this morning I got up and I was saying Lord I'm studying this Naidu tribe and there's a lot of unnatural death in your family one was shot one was in an accident all of these things is patterns and you need to study in your bloodline when you get news about people's death you got to study it especially when they are connected to your bloodline and because I have a vested interest because his grand his grandchildren are my grandchildren and I have grandsons that come with that Naidu lineage and this morning I said no weapon fashioned against him Lord I take authority I I stand over Brenton and I stand over my grandchildren and I blockade everything that is coming in unnatural death no weapon fashioned against them what is this thing called suicide no and if you don't take authority now imagine at 18 you hear your grandchild committed suicide no you're joking all because you didn't take you didn't take a stand you recognize the pattern you must recognize patterns and and stop it you come in the, you insert yourself in the midst of that attack and said I am he in front of Eglon what you gonna do if it means that I'm gonna make my own sword and take it and put it under my left thigh I'm gonna do it if it means that I'm going to stay all night and God will give me a, 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 a principle, God will give me a way to break this pattern. And some things concerning your life, God may not talk to me, but God will talk to you and show you this thing here is a demon operating in your bloodline. 
And when you are in the one-armed bandit, when you pull in those things and you think you're having fun, it'll take you and say, your grandfather was a gambler. You gotta know when to hold him, know when to fold him, know when to walk away, know when to run. You never count your money. There'll be time enough to count them. When the dealing's done, when the devil does a deal with your life uh, and there you're trying to count your money, I'm telling you the house always wins. All the gamblers here that think that you can go, the house will never lose. If you are given to gambling, if you're enjoying it for, for recreation, you know it's only recreation when it's once like December. But every week if something's pulling you like a fish line, and reeling you to that place. You can't sleep. You can't. You're waiting. Uber. You don't know how to go to church. But you know how to Uber to that. To any wild place. Yeah. Whether it's a wild side. Wild coast. Yeah. It's not funny. It's always raining in the church. But sunny in that place. That coast is always. How is it possible. That for, for church. We have so many reasons and yet the enemy is fashioned. You, he's monitoring you. Now, I don't want to go. I got, got content to go 10 o'clock. They said load shedding. Again, somebody say again. Again, the Israelites did what? The suckers, these people. They get blessing. Then again, they delve in evil. Then again, the Israelites cried out. It means they cried out before. Again, the Israelites cried out and then he gave them a deliverer, Hehud, a left-handed man, the son of Gera, the Benjaminite. The Israelites sent him with tribute to Eglon, king of Moab. That means sent a letter. Now Hehud had made a double-edged sword about a cubit long, which he strapped to his right thigh under his clothing. He presented the tribute to Eglon, king of Moab, who was a very fat man. After Hehud had presented the tribute, he sent on their way those who had carried it. But on reaching the stone images near Gilgal, he, he, he himself went back to Eglon and said, Your majesty, I have a secret message for you. The king said to his attendants, leave us. And they all left. Ehud then approached him while he was sitting alone in the upper room of his palace and said, I have a message from God for you. As the king rose from his seat, he had reached with his left hand, drew the sword from his right thigh and plunged it into the king's belly. Even the handle in that, even the handle sank in after the blade and his bowels discharged. He who did not pull the sword out for the fat closed in over it. He must have been. But the strength God will give to you like he gave David strategy in a stone. He gave Hehud strategy in a knife. And he gave Hehud so much of power so that he could use his left hand and push this in blade with the handle. That means Hehud's hand also went into the intestines. And he lodged it there. When he pulled his hand out, all the fat went over there. After he had gone... His servants came and found the doors of the upper room locked. They said, he must be relieving himself. Now let's read the Bible right. Why do you think that they would say he must be relieving himself? Because all the bowels discharged. Yes. Besides, if they peep through the windows, they'll see all the bowels on the floor thinking that he's had a discharge. And then the smell. 
Oh, y'all are, some of you are so holy. After he had gone, the servants came and found the doors of the upper room locked. They said, he must be relieving himself in the inner room of the palace. They waited to the point of embarrassment. You get it? But when he did not open the doors of the room, they took a key and unlocked them. There they saw their Lord fallen to the floor dead. While they waited, he who had got away, he passed by the stone images and escaped to Sierra. When he arrived there, he blew a trumpet in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went down from, his, from the hills with him leading them. Follow me, he ordered, for the Lord has given Moab your enemy into your hands. So they followed him down and took possession of the fords of Jordan that led to Moab. They allowed no one to cross over. At that time, they struck down about 10,000 Moabites, all vigorous and strong. Not one escaped. That day, Moab was made subject to Israel and the land had peace for 80 days, for 80 years. Are we together this morning? I want to show you the cyclic patterns. Media helped me to bring up the slide. Cyclic patterns, not reasons for cycles. The thing that moves you into places where you have to fight battles, like Israel, they sinned. Now, in today's church, we can't talk about sin because everything goes. And there's, there's no more law that say this is right and that is wrong. If you three of you get together and say this is my opinion and it's right, it becomes, it's, it's, oh, it's right. That's the way it's going. In California, if five people decide that they want to be this in their bodies, then there's no more male and female. But anything you decide. So, listen to me people. We are coming to a stage when, and because... Grace overwhelms sin. We, everybody, when you tell, try to tell them something, they'll say, but what about the age of, we in grace. We, we, can, be, we can do this, we in grace. I'm, don't, I'm not going to teach about grace today. We'll, we'll may probably do it some other time. But let me talk about not being, having sin, but having a value system. You need to live your life by values, principles. If you're taking notes, write this down. Principles and values are pathways to God's promises. Let me say that again. Principles and values are God's pathways to God's promises. Principles are foundational truths that govern your behavior. That means uh, if five of us want to do it, even though it's wrong, I stay and say, no, man, that's not the principle I have. No, you're joking. That's not the value system that I have. No, you're joking. We're together. So principles and values should be your foundational, foundation that you stand on. If your principles are bad, listen to me. If your principles are bad, your behavior is bad. You're not a, this is not bad behavior because... Of, of you but it's just bad behavior because you have not been taught good principles if you have good principles your behavior becomes good if you live by principles and values then that that becomes makes you a good person are we together if I tell you don't put your phone in the microwave then you say oh now you want to dictate to me that's that uh, many people here, now you're trying to control me. It's not a matter of control. If I tell you don't put your phone in the microwave, I'm saying it's not, not controlling you, I'm protecting you. The thing's going to explode and your whole house is going to catch on fire. No, it's not to, to, to control you, it's to protect you. God said, listen to me, if you're taking down notes, write this down. God's principles is to protect you. Most of you, so that the most in you can come out and the best in you can come out. Principles. 
so you'll see the Israelites they go move away from the the principles the value system and whenever you move away from God's word God's pathway you fall into the hands of Eglon Eglon is easy to capture you you move into slavery you become embedded by another system at first it doesn't look bad it doesn't feel bad but sin encapsulates you and then everything goes in a spiral in a vortex going down are we together many times when you're in that area then when you deepen it you turn and you make supplication I'm giving you the cycle you make supplication you repent with prayer oh God I'll talk about Jonah and Jonah was running away and God sent a whale some of you in a whale's belly right now don't despise that it's not punishment it's also your protection to bring you you you're feeling the, the water inside the whale's belly I want to tell you that whales also can have teeth so if they had to swallow you and destroy you they would have chewed you if you are not in pieces right now but you're just in a bad place you're swimming inside the God is protecting you and he's giving you transport to where he's gonna bring you he's gonna bring you to your death just just calm down calm down give it three days and God is gonna bring you inside of that three days to where you should be if he wanted to tear you in pieces he would have commanded the fish and he spoke to the fish do you want to know what language he spoke to the whale? Fish. He spoke to the fish. He said, go in this direction. Swallow Jonah. And they threw Jonah and the fish opened its mouth. But he told the fish, don't tear him up in pieces. Just swallow him and bring him to where I will show you. God loves you so much that inside of your wrongdoing, he'll command a, a blessing. He said, I'll command a blessing concerning you. Are we together this morning? And so, salvation comes. I just want you to take down, a, uh, capture this. Sin, slavery, you pray and God sends rescue. That's how it was going with Israel. And that's why you see the word again. Again, they did evil. Again, they called unto the Lord. Again, God heard the cries. And again, God sent he who and rescued them again and again and again. Now, reasons for cycles. Listen to me, no matter what age you are. Reason, yes, Judges 2.10. After that whole generation had been gathered in their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew not the Lord listen, listen to me if you offer of a generation going and another generation is coming if you're a father and you have sons listen to me please show it is incumbent on you to show your children the way to the Lord yes from the moment that they are born you lay your hands on that child and say you are a chosen generation you are a royal priesthood Above you, there's no other. Below you, there's no other. You were chosen. And I tell you this morning, listen to me every generation. You may be despising where you are right now. But there is an area and an era that you are meant to be in. If you were to be born in the 1800s, God would have sent you then. But the fact that you are here and now means you can face it and you can handle it. Uh -huh. Let me tell you, the spirit of hehood, uh, God will put that spirit on you. The fact that you are here means uh, that you are not a mistake. Your parents may have made a mistake, but God didn't. Let me tell you again. Your parents may not have been intentional. It must have just been a happy day, Valentine's Day. Those of you born in November, you are all Valentine's products. Yes. You were not born in November. You were born in February. You were conceived in February. In your mother's womb, God did knit you, knit you. And don't look at your father now, no teeth and all. That time he was a mover. Look what he created. 
Yeah. You are a Valentine. If you're born in November, you are a Valentine's product. Yes. If you're born in September, you're a New Year's baby. December, everybody was, was drunk at the time. That's why sometimes you wobble. If you're born in October, November, and you've got to wobble. Yes. But your parents may not have been intentional, but God was concerning you. Yes. And I rise to tell you this morning that every era and area has its own purpose. And the fact that you're born in this generation, this somebody say generation. God has a purpose. You're a hehood for this generation. Yes. Generations change. You come from, from different eras. I rise to tell you this morning that each era has its own deposit for its generation. And if you hear this morning, God has called you to make a difference in this, your era. And when your time is done, and when you have lived your purpose, God will cause you to exit. Are we together this morning? But listen to me, parents. Don't forget in all your giving, give your children God. In all your giving, give your children faith. Faith is a substance that is hoped for. Your children are hoping for it. And, I, and I'm dealing with this in, in, in growing in on our Wednesdays. I think if your children are over 10 years of age, don't underestimate them. Bring them and make them sit next to you. They may be fidgety or whatever, but their spirit will yield because there's no age in spirit. Yeah, even before the foundations of the earth, God knit you in your mother's womb. Are we together? Now, here's the thing. There's two generations growing up. One grows inside of another. Let's take me for an example. In my, my, my generation, we were taught manners. Our generation taught us manners. A teacher could never walk by without you saying, good morning, sir. You couldn't uh, not greet your elders. It's, they taught you relational intelligence. In my generation, I grew up learning the value of a person. Let me tell you this morning, listen to me, young people. Your blessings never roll in on four wheels. They walk in on two legs. Let me say it one more time. The blessings in your life never roll in on four wheels. They'll always walk in on two legs. That's why I, I can't mismanage relationships. I have to manage relationships well because you never know who's caring. Because God said, I hide my blessings in earthen vessels. Each one of you, you're an earthen vessel. You're carrying treasure. And some of you are carrying my treasure. Some of you are carrying somebody else's treasure. But fathers and mothers are carrying treasures for their children. Woe to us if we die and don't give our children and our next generation God. No, you're joking. Load shedding kicked in. But cool down, calm down. We've, we've been having load shedding now. But two generations grow inside of one generation. Let me tell you something. Um, I don't know whether it was intentional that my father, he bought a bird bath. And it was my function, my duty to make sure that the green mess of the birds never accumulate on that bird bath. I remember it. We'll take it out. It was torn. And you got to, like Fridays, how you wash the lamp. How they wash the lamp, I had to wash the bird bath. I kid you not. And I'd scrub it. And my father would run his ring around the, the room of it just to check if there's no slime. And then the birds had water. The blessing for that was accumulated blessings. For the 25th of each month, as a government worker, he got paid. The only time we smelled KFC is on the 25th of each month. And those were 11 herbs and spices. 
I kid you not, those were 11. You could smell. When my father was taking the turn where he used to walk, when he was walking up, I could smell it. Whether it was in our, you know, sometimes it's perceived imagination that you can smell something that you are hoping for, but uh, faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not yet seen. 25th, I had faith for KFC, but it was my reward. I asked dad, why? He said, that's your reward for the bird bath. Today, they don't know why they get it. Everything is instant. They don't have to work for anything. KFC you can have on demand. McDonald's you can have drive-in on demand. They are living inside of your season of sowing. This generation is living inside of that generation's sowing. They sowed for it. Now this generation is reaping for it. Hear me, parents, I want to teach you something. If you don't teach your children sowing and reaping, they will come to a error. They will come to a generation where they will have to learn because everything is cyclic. The season will change. And if you didn't teach them sowing and all you taught them was reaping. This, I'm using the scripture. A new generation arose and they knew not God. The over 50s year, it's not an argument about Sunday. <laughs> but there is a generation present is say like, I don't feel it. And I don't feel it. You don't feel what? I don't feel it. Like going to church. Like I don't feel it. Because I was in the pencil club last night. If you were my daughter. I'll break both your legs and make you run to church. You heard that, uh, that, that mother said. When you fall and break your legs. Don't come running to me. Because it's broken already. But that's how that, I was showing you that generation. Because we grew up in Bonanza. They don't ask questions. They just. Tick, tick, pew. <laughs> we were taught you shoot. And then you ask. You, yeah. Then came Cosby with all of his medical thing. That you can't hit the child and all that. The reason why it's soft here. I don't want to go there. But I'm trying to show you that you think you're doing good if you don't teach the generation what you've got to pour into their cups. What you learned. Otherwise they are going to have to learn the hard way. Mothers, teach your daughters and sons what Rumbo Rossi is. <laughs> and you don't put everything because the curry will become very bitter. Just a pinch of that. Teach them how to spread the salt. You sprinkle it. Make every part of that pot receive a little bit. <laughs> With your left hand. Oh, together. You should teach them how to read your recipe books. Teach them how so that when, when, they, when they find somebody and these girls these days are treating your sons bad. For survival, they'll have to learn how to, to cook. Can I hear an amen from anybody who's been treated bad? I'm almost done. Let me move on. The fear of Eglon came against these people. Now, I'll talk about fear and then I'm, I'm done. Whatever I fear represents that faith and revelation for that area of my life has not entered me for that. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear. If I've developed you in that area, Vesh, that area doesn't affect you anymore. But an area that I've not taught you on, it affects you because you have not got faith crystallized in your spirit to handle that area. Are we together? And so you get some people, some things don't affect them, but others, the same thing 
affects them. And there is a spirit that blinds the eyes of people to keep them from their fears. Let me tell you, who is going to help you? Again, the Israelites cried out to the Lord and God gave them a deliverer. I'm not sure this morning what are you fearing, what you're going through. Some people walked into this building and your heart is heavy. You can't handle even, even the lightest of jokes. Humor is not even in your, because your heart is so heavy. You are bleeding. The Bible says, and God gave hehood. He gave them a deliverer, a left-handed man. He gave them hehood, but he's given you the spirit of God. Listen to me. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but here it comes. I've given you a spirit of power. Those of you who don't want to vote, I tell you, inside of that one vote, there's power. Those of you that are standing here, you're weakened by a situation. God has not caused you to fear that thing. Say, come. Come. Come, Eglon. Come. Bring the Amor Amorites and the Amalekites. But if God be for me, I'm telling you this morning, come. Come in your power. Come in your mitre. But greater is he that is in me. Be stirred up. Uh, have faith this morning to fight this devil. Fight your battle. Having done all things, turn and run. No. Having done all things, then stand. And again I say, stand. Are we together? For he has not given you a spirit of fear, but he's given you one of power. He's given you one of love and one of self-control. I'm almost done. Stand this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, I tell you this morning that he who was not flawless because he was a left-handed man, but he was also not godless. Despite all of your flaws, despite all of your limitations, you may not be, you may not be flawless, but you are also not godless. If God be for you, I want you to leave this meeting knowing that God is for me. Somebody say, God is for me. Say, God is for me. The Bible says in conclusion then, be strong in the Lord. Say, I'm strong. That means draw your strength from Him and be empowered through your union with Him. Be strong in the Lord and in His power. I don't know who I need to say this to, but many of you are very opinionated there's too much of self in you. You are self-consumed. And if you can't solve it, you think God can't. Yeah, yeah. Many of you pray and then you try and go and solve what you prayed about. Yes, yes. Because, yes, I, I did my prayer, but now it's... I, some of you feel like you have to solve your, answer your own prayers. Then why are you praying? Leave some things to God. Let God be God. Anybody guilty here? Yeah. Let God be, thank you, one brave soul. There's about a hundred like you, but you, you're brave. Yeah, you, you prayed your prayer, but uh, you feel that you have to, have to do something. No, let God be God. And the enemy be scattered. Let God be God and the enemy be scattered. When you become consumed in yourself, you lose strength. Daniel says, but the people who know their God will do great exploits. You must know your God. When you know God, fear dies. Say that with me. When I know God, my fear dies. Say it one more time like you believe it. So what is God revealing to you today? Number one. That the enemy is relentlessly and aggressively coming against you. Like Eglon. And like waves, he'll come and he'll, and he'll leave you and he'll come again. But I don't know who needs to hear this and God told me to lay it out there. You must want destiny so bad. Destiny, destiny is your tomorrow, your future. You must want your destiny so bad. That you do not heal to the mistakes and your weaknesses. Don't heal to your mistakes. 
What's done is done. But God has got you. He's got your back. God is sovereign. And He's for you.